Well, hello and welcome back again to the Bible teaching ministry of a love outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. But once again tonight, we're going to go ahead and discuss the Word of God. It is the 17th day of the month, so what I decided to do is read through some of the 17th chapter of the book of Proverbs. So if you are in a position where you can do so, as I always say, go ahead and grab a Bible and follow along with me there. You will find the book of Proverbs somewhere around the middle of your Bible. You'll have Psalms and Proverbs there. And if you're interested, you can uh, find teachings that I've done on the entire book of Proverbs on uh, YouTube, uh, as well as on your favorite podcast platform, which whichever one that may be, you should be able to find our teachings out there just by searching for A Love Outreach. And if you feel so inclined, you can subscribe, follow, and share, and all that good stuff just as a way of supporting uh, what we do here as an outreach ministry. But God's will be done in that, but I'm going to go ahead now and jump on into uh, verse 1. It says, better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. So, do you see that word quietness there in verse 1? That is a word that is best translated as peace. And I say that only because it does not speak of quietness as it relates to sound, as it relates to noise, but rather as it relates to the internal state of your being right so sometimes much busyness can uh, be a cause for a lack of quietness of soul a lack of peace a lack of tranquility right an abundance of stuff for example can also take away your internal quietness so too much debt will rob you of your internal peace, your internal tranquility, that quietness that God wants us to have, and can cause what we know of today as stress. And stress can lead, we know, to the decay of the body, um, not only just affecting your soul internally, you know, your mind and your will, your emotions and things like that, but that stress can also have an effect on the body. So, yes, you can strive, like many people do, for a life of material abundance, which is represented there in verse 1 as a house full of feasting. That's kind of the picture being painted there, right? A house full of feasting. But the scripture is telling us that it's, it's better to live with simplicity, to live with less, right? And have that quietness and that peace, that tranquility of your soul, right? So a lack of worldly abundance um, can afford you so much more quality time in your life, you know? And it's real easy to get caught up in and taken away with just so many, you know, material things and so much pressure and so much stress and so much debt. Um, but again, the Bible is pointing us here to that, 
quietness of soul, right? We, you know, if you have more quality time to spend, you have more time, you know, to do things like that. Uh, you can get to know your loved ones more intimately. You'd be able to guide and direct your children, give them the proper counseling and the teaching that they need as they grow up, right? And all of this is as, as a result of having peace within, which, again, can be afforded by a life of simplicity. So, but do you see how just, and, and what I want to kind of point out here to you as well, is do you see how just one verse of Scripture alone, you can take so much out of it? And I do encourage you to meditate on, that is, you know, think deeply about, ponder how you can apply the Word of God to your daily life. That's really what we want to do as a ministry is encourage people to get into the Word of God, to get into a deeper relationship with the Lord. Because the Word of God is full of so much wisdom and so much power for your life. And do keep in mind as we move on into verse 2 here that this book, as you read it, it quickly changes from one topic to the next. Okay, so it's not really like one continuous story when you read the Proverbs. Sometimes it'll string two, three, four verses together or whatever, but you're just getting tidbits of wisdom as we go through here, as we go through this here. So verse two says, a wise servant will rule over a son who causes shame and will share an inheritance among the brothers. Let me read that again. A wise servant will rule over a son who causes shame and will share an inheritance among the brothers. So hopefully you have decided that with your life, you're going to be a servant of the Lord. And as a servant of the Lord that desires for the Lord's will to be done in your life, right, if you yourself are a parent or a guardian of a child, well, you do well to correct that child quickly upon them behaving in a disorderly manner. That child needs that, and you need that. Um, it's not wise to spare correction from your child, and you will be very wise to observe improper behavior in your children at an early age and then begin to pour into them wisdom and what i'm encouraging you to do is to pour into them godly wisdom and where you find godly wisdom is in the word of god to to train up that child in the way that they should go and the way that they should go is the way of god and you're going to find the bible chock full as they say of good material for raising your children good material for getting your own life in order and um, it'll be well for you when you raise your children in accordance with the Word of God, and it'll be well for them, right? And it'll cause them to prosper in life, that is to have success, godly success, okay? And we can get into a whole topic on that. I'm not talking about material success, financial success. I'm talking about a prosperity of the soul where they have an abundant life, because they're turning their eyes to the Lord and they're fixing their eyes to, on the Lord. So we see wisdom throughout the book of Proverbs that we need to be wise as parents, you know, as servants of God first and foremost in our own lives, but then also as parents, right? It says in verse 3, the refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, 
but the Lord tests the hearts. So your heart, my heart, that's the, the job site, if you will, where the Lord does his work. He's working in our hearts. You'll hear me say that a lot. I've said that a lot over the years, but it's like the refining of silver and gold. The Lord wants to refine us into the men and the women that he desires for us to be. And he will do that work. He will purify us. He will strengthen us. He will make us beautiful if we, if we will commit our way to him. And what we really want to do is live a life that is pleasing in the sight of our Creator. It's not, being, it's not about being men pleasers. You see, oftentimes if you're living a life where you know, you're chasing after the things of this world and you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, as they say, right? Then you're, you're trying to please men. But many people just forsake and forget about and don't really care about what is their life like in the eyes of God? But um, let's read on here. Do you, again, do you see, though, how we're kind of jumping from one subject to another? You can kind of tie them together, but let's go on to the next verse, verse 4. An evildoer gives heed to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. So you know that there are people sometimes in life you'll come upon certain people that you just need to get away from and stay away from and they're known by the fruit of their lips they're spiteful they're hateful they're irritated agitated all the time and irritation and agitation spews forth from their lips they speak lies and they tell stories and basically you just don't want to take part in you know their junk right he who mocks the poor verse 5 says reproaches his maker he he who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished you see mocking the poor and being happy about the misfortune of others that's not the way of the lord that's not the way of love. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go on here a little bit later. What is the way of the Lord? Again, do you desire to walk in His way? Do you desire His will to be done in your life? And then you'll take heed to the Word of God, what we're reading here and what it teaches us, right? Children's children, verse 6 says, are the crown of old men and the glory of children is their father. So you just saw, if you were here in the beginning, you just saw one of my children's children, uh, my oldest granddaughter, Kayla. She wanted to get on here and say hi. But um, it's a wonderful verse right here, though, verse 6. And I'm to the stage of life or getting to that stage of life where uh, I'm that old man. You know, children's children are the crown of old men you know and uh, but nonetheless the cycle of life that God gives through the blessing of children just enriches one's life more and more and again that's why you need to to look at your children as precious someone that you want what's best for their lives and there's nothing better for the lives of your children than for them to be brought up in the fear and in the admonition of the Lord 
where they're honoring the Lord with their lives and with their decisions, and they're seeing Him as their Creator and knowing Him as their Creator, right? Maybe you're out there and you have no children. Maybe you have no grandchildren. Well, you're not any less blessed, but this verse is just simply pointing out that as you age, it's so good to have others around you to love and to be loved by. Verse 7 says, Excellent speech is not becoming to a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. So sometimes it's wise to pay attention to the twistedness of life, right? A person that demonstrates foolish behavior, though they may put up a good appearance, and I'm getting a bunch of texts coming in. Uh, hold on one second, please. Shut that down. Um, sometimes a person demonstrates like a foolish behavior, um, and though they, they may put up a, a good appearance and, and may even speak persuading words, you must be wise to not be fooled by them. And the same holds true to a person that is in a position of authority, like it's talking about a prince here. If they lie, they can't be trusted. Jesus said a tree is known by its fruit. So a person is a precious stone, or excuse me, verse 8 says, a present is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Wherever he turns, he prospers. So now we move on to something else once again, right? Again, just all these little tidbits, bites of wisdom that we get from the Word of God. But, you know, as I read that there, a present is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Wherever he turns, he prospers. Yeah, it's always good to be a giving person. And, um, and we deem it as nice. We, we like it when someone gives something to us. But we must be aware of the person that uses gifts as a bribe. And some versions of the Bible translate that word gift there as the word bribe. And I believe rightfully so, um, because the, the Hebrew word for bribe is, is that same word and it's used elsewhere. So be careful not to let people flatter you to get something out of you and be wise to see that when people are like that, right? Be discerning when it comes to people giving you gifts. You gotta look at the fruit, know the heart of the giver. And on the flip side, we must be sure that we too have the right motives in our giving. The Lord tells us to give expecting nothing in return. So we shouldn't be giving with the heart of, oh, what can I get for this? What can I get back for this gift I'm giving to someone else? That's not the heart of the Lord. Then verse 9 says, He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. That's a big verse in our day and age, right? He who covers a transgression seeks love. But he who repeats a matter separates friends. So as I re read this verse, um, and many other verses like it in the Proverbs, it seems sometimes when you read something like this that we might just easily be able to say, well, well that's kind of common sense, right? To live a manner that the Scripture teaches us like this, you know, what it's saying. 
you know, the concept taught there in that verse is really not a foreign concept to us, or it shouldn't be. We know we shouldn't go about causing strife, right? We know we shouldn't cause division between people. Doesn't just simple human decency tell us that we should not be gossips and backbiters and slanderers and talebearers, right? Speaking trash out of our mouths, right? But the truth is that simply due to our carnal nature, we do have to be reminded of these things from the Word of God like this. You know, in the New Testament book of Second Peter, in chapter 1, it talks about how through faith in Jesus, we, we have grace and peace, and we have all things that we need for life and godliness, it tells us. And Peter, in that chapter, he, he paints a picture of how we grow in our faith in the Lord, which he refers to as a precious faith. Peter refers to our faith as being something precious. And he, he talks about how we are to be virtuous people that live with love, that live with kindness and self-control. I really encourage you to read Second Peter chapter 1. But this, this kind of thing, though, comes about in our lives only when we come to faith in Jesus Christ. Because apart from Him, we can really do nothing because we have this, this nature about ourselves that we need the Spirit of God within us. We need to die to that fleshly, carnal nature, that part of us that wants to maybe gossip and be backbiter and, you know, be a backbiter and... and say mean things about others, talk about people behind their backs, right? And Peter tells us, though, in that same chapter, 2 Peter chapter 1, that we can escape the corruption of this world. We don't have to be that way. And that comes through faith in Jesus. Now, maybe you wonder just what is so corrupt about the world? Maybe it's easy to understand that corruptness if you think about it like from a political standpoint or an organizational standpoint, you know, where you have people with power. But that's not what the Bible was talking about. Yes, all that is definitely part of the corruption of the world. But the thing that the Lord God cares most about when it comes to you and me is that we don't settle for the corruption of our souls, the corruption of, of our inner being, right? Don't let your thoughts and your emotions be corrupted by this world. The world wants to sell you all kinds of stuff. Just watch your television, you know? Just, just look at what it's trying to sell you. What it wants to, it wants you to, it wants you to go out and get in debt because it wants to take away your tranquility and your peace, and it will do so. Right Now, we have need for these things. We have need for things in this world. But the difference comes when we begin to let these things have us, and we begin to allow the world to corrupt us. Right? As you often hear me say, and more importantly, the Word of God says it, that, that God is working in us to will and to do of His good pleasure. 
and the gospel of the kingdom of God that Jesus, John the Baptist, and all the other apostles preached has nothing to do with the temporary things of this world. It has only to do with the things that are eternal. The Spirit of the Lord is working in you so that He can work on you. And things like I, I mentioned earlier, I mentioned from 2 Peter chapter 1, things like love, kindness, self-control. Well, the Lord by His Spirit will put that in you. And He'll take away, you'll see the fading away of the carnal nature and all things will become new. So that part of us that wants to be a talebearer, a slanderer, a divisive person that goes about causing trouble or that person within us that just chases after the things of this world, the material things and all of that, that all begins to fade when we yield our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. We can yield our lives to the leading of the Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord. And you know, there really is a battle that wages on for your soul. It rages on, right? It's just going, you know, what are you going to fix your mind on? What are you going to focus on? What are you going to put your attention on? Are you going to, the things of this world, the temporal things, the things that are fading away, the things that have no eternal value. And Jesus talks about a man who gains the world but loses his soul. There's no profit in that, Jesus says. So he cares about who we are as souls, as his children. And he's doing that work in our lives. So don't allow yourself to fall into that type of thing. And this is what the Word of God reminds us of. It shows us things. Even when we're like reading just from Proverbs, we can see, here's how some people are, right? But we need to be a people that are considering others, right? Look at our lives and say, does this please God? Are we being led by the Spirit? If you find that you're bitter toward others, if you stop and you pray about it and you really think it through, you'll realize that that's not, the, that's not the leading of the Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. So you need to appropriate that forgiveness in your life first and foremost what God has done for you in Jesus Christ, then as you do by His Spirit within you again, you'll become that person that is forgiving of others and you're tender-hearted toward others. And I encourage you to take the time to read that passage. Again, it's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And when you do read it, and often whatever part of the Bible that you're reading we have to really sometimes just hold it up in front of our face when we read it. Like a, what we read, I mean, it's like I use the analogy of just putting a mirror in front of your face. Right? When, when you do that, you, it, it tests you. 
And you can say, am I a tender-hearted person? Am I loving? Am I kind? Do I have the peace of God within me? Or is my life a mess and, and is it all in turmoil? Right? And sometimes that happens. But sometimes we just have to pause and turn our eyes upon the Lord Jesus. Right? Fix our eyes on Him. Okay? So here tonight, and I wasn't going to make this very long, but I took you through a handful of verses in today's proverb, and I shared with you some other scriptures from the New Testament, 2 Peter chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 4. And we could spend hours and hours talking about just the verses I've mentioned tonight, so I'd really like to encourage you to dig into the scriptures for yourself. You've heard me mention this before. Read a chapter of Proverbs every day. Today is the 17th, so I read to you from chapter 17. There's 31 chapters. But read the New Testament as well. But also, in addition to that, that's very important, but in addition to that, develop a prayer life. As you walk, as you drive, as you begin your day, whenever you can, take time to seek the Lord in prayer and ask Him to fill you with His Spirit, to lead you by His Spirit, to guide you by His Spirit, meaning that you're going to do the things that are pleasing to Him, you're going to be that kind person, that loving person, that forgiving person, that tender-hearted person, and you're going to find a tranquility and a quietness within you. He indeed wants to do that work in you. And the scripture tells us too that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So if you're listening here tonight, then I like to suspect that God's beginning a work in you because you're taking the time to do this. You're taking the time to listen to something like this. And the more you do that, he, the scripture tells us that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I really want to encourage you to diligently seek him tonight. And if there's anything that I can pray for you about or any help or guidance or direction that this ministry can give you, go ahead and reach out to us. Go to our website, aloveoutreach.com, and just fill out the contact form there. If we can pray for you or guide you along in your relationship with the Lord. If you want, I have um, hundreds of teachings that you can follow along with, like I mentioned, on your favorite podcast platform, music platform, Spotify, Amazon Music, all that kind of stuff. If you want to listen to more, just search for A Love Outreach. And if you don't want to hear my voice anymore, then there's other good teachers out there, but the greatest teacher of all is going to be the Spirit of the Lord within you as you read the Word of God and as you pray and as you seek the Lord, all right? But if you, again, there's other teachers out there that, that teach the Bible. As long as they're not teaching it from a selfish interpretation way and where they're coveting your stuff or things like that, that they just want your spiritual growth, I encourage you to find those teachers and listen to them. And if you can find a, a Bible teaching church near you, 
I really encourage you in that as well, because that's going to help you grow in the Lord, right? But look, that didn't take much time. I don't know how long we've, we've been on here, but you know what? It doesn't take much time either to read your Bible and to pray. I, I'm not looking at the time right now, but what have, we, what have we been, about a half an hour almost? I got to squint there to see that. Yeah, right about a half an hour. If you could take a half an hour a day just to read the Word of God, it'll be the best use of, of your time ever, right? And please, if, if you haven't done so, please consider committing your life to the Lord today by faith. If you need help with that, I can help you, but it's real simple. Just make that decision within your own heart and call out to Him and give your life to Him. I'm going to go ahead and close in prayer, and then I'll come back and check the comment section if there are any comments. I don't have it open in front of me right now, but let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you, God, that you are good, that you are loving, that you are kind, and that you so love the world that, that you did not forsake us. You came to redeem us. You became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. Lord, we thank you for your love and grace. We thank you that you have given us your spirit, Lord, that we can know you, that we can grow in you and our understanding of you, Lord. And I pray for each and every heart that will hear my voice right now that is either seeing this live or or listening to the recording later, whichever the case may be, God, I pray that you will work within their hearts, Lord, that they would begin to turn their eyes upon you and fix their eyes on you, Lord, as the author and the finisher of their faith, and that they will come to know you, Lord, I pray. So let your will be done, Lord, in all of our hearts and in our lives, Lord. And again, we thank you for this time, this opportunity here to gather like this. And when we do, we gather in your name, Jesus. And we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. We will see you all next time. Hope to hear from you. God bless.